Oh, now we're starting. Oh, man. You got to watch <laughs> your language now. Quit using those words like you did last time. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, anyway, here we are. Get ready to get started. Get the show on the road. Buckle up like uh, you're in a car. Keep your hands go. and arms inside the vehicle <laughs> at <Yeah>. all times. <laughs> Put your oh, yeah. spray in the upright position and seat back straight. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds funny. You can set this email at the TSF. Now that's funny. <laughs> Hey everybody, <laughs> everybody, that is correct, it is a podcast that sounds funny. We are in the week of September 5th, 2023, season 3, show 45, we're on episode 148. We are two blind brothers and a blind sister who tell it the way we see it. I am your host Keith, and today with me I have... Marshmallow Terry. <laughs> And coffee drinking Jill. <laughs> the fluffy bunny and caffeine girl or something. <laughs> yeah, it's episode 148. We're getting close to 150. Wow. Wow. And who knows, maybe by this time, roughly next year, we'll be up to close to 200. Dang, <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah. Well, we did our first episode way back, uh, like the week. Before the last presidential election, hmm. because me and Terry were like, who's going to win? I don't know. Maybe it'll be Joe. Maybe it'll be Donald. We don't know. Somebody tell us something in the future. We'd like to know. <laughs> uh, that was before I came along. The very first one. Yeah. I have yeah a, we I have did a... the first few weeks uh, by ourselves. Uh, but we like to get started off here with a little bit of uh, something that's happened lately. A little bit of what's new. Does anyone have a question? Really? <laughs> Could be you're reading, watching, doing, that kind of a thing. I do have a, an item or two. Does when you guys have something? or? Yeah, I think we I all have a today, couple but... of things now. Well, yeah. Who wants to go first? Um, the other night... You know, it got, you know, we had had this hot spell, uh, before this hot spell came, you know, it got down to the 50 degrees at night. I opened my windows, I see my, I was like, ooh, I, my feet are cold. So then next night, Saturday night, I put on a pair of socks. I slept with a pair of socks on my feet. And uh, I got up and it's like, uh, I uh, got up and went in to take a shower and I was taking a shower. I, you know, I went in, I, I turned the water on, I got into my shower stall, and I was turned around, and uh, I sat down, I washed my hair, and then I turned the water off, and then I realized there's a bunch of bras hanging up in the shower. I was like, uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> That's where you, know, you my put wife was, <laughs> <laughs> My wife's been hand-washing her bras for some reason. I don't know why, but. And they're hanging up in the shower to dry, and it's like, well, too late now. <laughs> yeah, <You know, laughs> they just got again. <laughs> and so I was like, well, the, the hanging up by the shower head, I guess they were being drier than the rest. Because I, I usually, you know, sit down in a shower chair, take a shower. And so then I 
turn the water back on, I or, you know, rinse my hair, then I turn the water off and get my scrunchy thingy and soap up. I just washed my 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 whole body, went down, washed my legs, and said, "Oh crap, I still got my socks on." <laughs> you were hand washing your socks. I said, no. She was yes, washing the bras. You're washing the socks. Yeah. <laughs> I took my socks off and started wringing them out and soaping them up. And well, got the nylon hose. And, <laughs> well, I, I wore them the other night because my those socks kept falling off my feet. So I said, I'll just wear these support hose. And so I sleep in my support hose just so they keep my feet warm and you know doesn't hurt anyway. You know to wear them, but. But my other funny thing that I was going to mention was if, if you know, uh, with uh, every time one uh, is Jimmy Carter still alive? That's my no. question. Um, he did die. Yes, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Jimmy Carter. Huh? It hasn't yeah. been very long ago. Yeah. How did I miss that? I never. I didn't even hear it in the news, you know. Anyway, I missed that one. But anyway, you know, every time they, they retire out of office, they still have Secret Service following them around. You know, even Donald Trump does, you know. And my thing is, if Donald Trump gets convicted and goes to prison, does the Secret Service have to go with him? Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Secret Service guys sitting in a jail cell. He's got his own little entourage. <laughs> Pete Bubba, his prison cell made away from him. <laughs> it's like, would they just give him an ankle bracelet and say, stay in this room, Mr. President? Well, I'm sure that, like the political people and the famous people when they go to jail, it's probably a little different than regular jail. It's probably it, I'm sure it would be one of the, the minimum security jails like where Martha Stewart went to. It's more like staying in an apartment room instead of a, yeah, a jail cell. Right. And it probably would be something like that. He'd probably have a little suite to himself or possibly, like I said, give him an ankle bracelet and says, just say, don't go anywhere, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that it'll ultimately come to that, to eat, but it'd be interesting. I still get my, do I still get to eat my happy meal every day? <laughs> a Big Mac. What's that? Well, my odd funny news story that I was going to tell the day is I went yesterday to my daughter's house and she's got chickens now down in St. Jacob and she's got six chickens. white chickens and one little black chicken. It's a guinea or something. And her name oh. is, let me think it, but she brought her in the house because she's real friendly and she got up on my shoulder and they said she looked right in my face. <laughs> I said, Grandma looks like a pirate. St. <laughs> well, Jacob's, you know where that is? Down by Troy. Justin. Yeah. You know where St. Jacob is? Oh, I didn't know he was talking to him. But yeah, uh, I'm trying to think yeah, of the name that, of that, that chicken. That chicken's real friendly until it sees you standing by the stove with a skillet. What's that thing? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's another funny one. My other daughter that lives in Wichita made fried chicken and Ashley said that uh this chicken was sitting on its her lap and she said sent pictures like the kids like to do and Megan sent the picture here's our dinner fried chicken don't throw, <laughs> don't show it to your chicken <laughs> Ashley's like sent her a picture here's an unfried chicken <laughs> this is your future <laughs> Kentucky fried chicken yeah, so it was funny. I didn't realize chickens could be friendly. Well, what you do is you, you buy the, the bucket or the box of chicken and you, after you eat it, 
Then you put the chicken <laughs> in it. Take a picture of the chicken and sit in the KFC bucket. <laughs> well, put, chickens are uh, they're kind of like little pigs that eat anything you toss in their their little pen area. And she said one day they had leftover chicken, and so she picked it off the bone and tossed it in there. Cannibal and I said, yeah, uh, that's cannibalizing you. Cannibal. Torturing that chicken, turning into a yeah. cannibal. But they eat all kinds of scraps of leftover veggies and things. But evidently, they eat chicken too. Oh, yeah. Wow, who who knew? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I know pigs can be cannibalistic that way, but who knew about chickens? I, I just yeah. thought they were more like grain or or you know insects or something. But, That's well. what I thought. But she's like, yeah, they put potato peelings or watermelon rice, not big huge ones. They'd be out there for a long time, but they'll peck away at any. This chicken was eating grapes in her house last night. So. Huh. You can give it. You can put food coloring on their feed, and they'll lay different colored eggs. They'll lay Easter eggs, huh? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they can lay green ones and blue ones and yellow ones and a little bit of, a little bit of brown. Sometimes it's coloring. different kinds of chickens that do that. I know lay different color eggs if they're yeah. certain kind. Right. Yeah, all like robin eggs or light blue. But, <laughs> it's, I don't think it's as, as easy as putting food coloring in it. I think it's a special feed you can give them, make them lay different colored eggs. But Probably, but I, I would I'd be willing to bet it has something to do with I only. I only know how to eat chickens. That's all. And I just eat them. Wow. <laughs> well, uh, mentioned last week, do we have a, a new puppy in the house? And let, let's just say that the honeymoon is soon becoming over. Oh. <laughs> uh, me and Chris was at the dining room table yesterday, just eating just some McDonald's meal that we got. And all of a sudden, you hear something up on a table, and it's, Chris says it nudged, <laughs> the dog nudged his elbow, and he went to grab it, and then the dog, you know, ran away and jumped off the table. I'm like, yeah, because if it comes by me to nudge me, if my hands are on it, that dog will be flying. We'll yeah. see how far I can make it sail from there. You have to make sure everybody pushes the chairs in when they get away from the table, because yeah. that's how he gets. Yeah, up. I have the That was here. exactly it. Is I always push mine in. Chris pushes his in and the one next to him but what it was is because you could hear her, she wasn't being very sneaky about it <laughs> she was on the opposite end of the table where one of the where her where, where her mama uh, my grandson sits <laughs> <laughs> the one who's on maternity leave yeah yeah <laughs> he left his chair way out and sure enough that's the one that she used to climb up on there so i made mm-hmm. sure his chair got pushed way in yeah what what kind of dog is it what what it is I a, know it's pit a puppy, bull. but oh god. <laughs> um, yeah. and um, the other thing I found out this morning the room that we've been trying to get uh cleared out so that the our son Chris the wild moose can move into it. Uh, she's like you know, I remember I, I told our, our kitty cat Leo, well, my wife was gone to camp, decided to use a closet for a bathroom because <laughs> the kids close the door of the room where his litter box is at. Well, this dog has been pooping up in this room that's going to be Christopher's room. <laughs> like, that's going to have to stop because that will not continue. Otherwise, there will be a pen outdoors with a dog house. That's where the dog will live. Uh, but that's that. The other thing I've been you know, reading, watching, doing is I'll keep it short. Uh, 
I've been on Audible. I think I mentioned that before for one of our anchor topics not long ago. And I right. found a free book of uh, King Arthur, uh, The Legend of King Arthur and His Knights. And apparently it's, it's written in like 1800s. Uh, it's a really interesting book. Uh, you know, I'm sure people are familiar with all the stories that are in it. But one thing that, that jumped out at me is that those knights of the round table were awful doggone vicious. <laughs> they wouldn't fight anybody, including themselves. Uh, They'd be like, hey, we're out in the woods. Here comes a, a legion of Romans. Let's get them. Attack. We conquered them. Here comes an army of French. Attack. Let's get them. Hey, we're just cruising around my, my farmland through the woods. Oh, look. There's another knight of the round table. Let's get him. It's like, you're going to fight and kill each other. They don't have any armies left to kill each other all the time. It, it's a pretty gruesome book, but yeah, it, mm. was, it was interesting. I haven't read it in a long time. Yeah, so, that's all of our our what's news. The only way you get that way is by inheriting a million. So I guess it's time to move into some. You think you can handle it? Um, random stuff. Yeah. Random stuff. Two is oh trivia. That's another one we haven't done in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna need to have I think eight items on another wheel. Number eight, Beatles. The Beatles. What the... I just heard the story about the Beatles. Hmm. Um, the they were bug bed bugs, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yesterday, Paul McCartney was looking for his his bass guitar that nobody's seen it since 1969. It looks like wow. a violin. Huh. Oh yeah. Anyway, well, that was in the news yesterday. It kind of did have a funky shape. Um, uh, who was the founding member of the Beatles? Paul McCartney, uh, or it could be um, what's that other George? The options Harrison? are number one, John, two, Paul. Three, George. Four, Ringo. I want to change my answer. I'm pretty John. sure it's George. That's what George I said. Copycatter. That's what I said. I know it's not Ringo because he took some other guy's place, I thought. Yeah, Ringo joined later. He took over for Pete Best. Well, you're wrong. It was John, actually, John Lennon. Uh, uh, oh. Uh, actually, it okay. it's, was kind of a combination between John and Paul. They were in the same grade in high school, and they would play together, and they were friends, and they decided to start a band. I think John really would, would be considered the, the ringleader. But I, I, the reason why I can get your answer of George is that, well, no, I was thinking not George. Pete Best, the guy who Ringo replaced, his mom owned a place called The Grotto. Uh, and it was a, a club where uh, people could go and you know play their music, and 
that's how they got their start. Uh, uh, George is actually a couple years younger. Uh, and th- at first, I didn't want to let him in the band, but they realized he was a pretty decent guitar player. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's kind of how they got their early days there. I, I read a biography about him some time ago. Oh. Um, what was the first single recorded on Parlophone by the Beatles? I guess <laughs> Parlophone's a record label. Uh, so what was their first single that they recorded? Do you have some mm-hmm. for us to choose from? Because <laughs> I have no idea. I want to hold your hand. Two, please, please me. Three, love me, do. Four, I saw her standing there. I'm um, going to guess love me, do. The third um, one. Um, I, I think it's number one. Somebody got it right. Ding, 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 ding. It's Jill. Uh, <laughs> number three, love me do. I had heard, I thought I had heard that somewhere. That's why I guessed it, but I don't remember where I heard that. Yeah, I would have been torn between one and three myself if I had to be the one guessing. Uh, what was the Beatles' first number one song in the UK? Their first number one song. And then, well, what's the difference? The first single recorded. And now it's the first number one. Because so that, that was Maybe, the first single. This is the yeah, first number one. They recorded it, but it might not have been num- the first number one. Right. This is the first number one. Options are one, I want to hold your hand. Two, please, please me. Three, a hard day's night. Four, twist and shout. Huh. Twist and Shots uh, a fun song. I'm going to go with that one. Ferris Just Bueller. It, yeah, it's a fun, it's a fun song. <laughs> That's why I remember that song from more than, I know it's a Beatles song, but so I remember from that movie. It's so cool. It fit in there so good. You want to do uh, the anyway. again or what? Um, well, I, I'm, I don't think it is Twist and Shout, but I think it's A Hard Day's Night. It was number two. Uh, please, please me hmm. was their first number I, one hit. And like, okay, I don't remember, but hey, it's it's the UK, right? Um, and it's like I don't. I, I've done, a hard day's night would have been later on a little bit. I think that was their first. That was their first movie, wasn't it? Hard day's night. I know anyway. that they just um, they just had a news thing come out just like. You know, when they just, just in August, they, was when they first came to the United States and they did like, like these six songs on their tour. And the, the songs, I've never heard of the one, Please, Please, you know, that wasn't even on their list of those. It's like, you'd think it wouldn't be if it was a number one. Well, but anyway. And this is a UK hit, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Worse yeah. than Shout, they, they did that uh, when they were alive a lot. It was really popular for them. But John Lennon would get so carried away that his voice, by the time they were done, it was like pretty much shot. You could already talk when it was done. <laughs> so they always saved it for the last song so they could really go wild with it. <laughs> um, we'll do one last song here, and this might be an easy one. Who was the Beatles' original 
full-time drummer. I've already said his name a couple times. Peter somebody. What did you say, Peter Best? I guessed it. I guessed it. <laughs> well, he's got one, uh, Jimmy one. Nichols. Two, Pete Best. Three, Tommy Moore. Four, Andy White. Now, I suppose all of those were drummers for them at some point, but because they did have to have a replacement once in a while. Hmm. Well, I'll go with Pete Best. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Why even bother having Terry guess? <laughs> well, since know. he said I've already said it a couple of times, that was the only name he said. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I'm trying to find a bear story. Ah. Well, we'll stop with that. We could go on. There are more questions on my <laughs> trivia list, but we'll stop with that. We don't want to take up too much time. And we can then move into some news. Come in. Telegram for Jack Benny. Oh, thanks. Some news items. Don't you see what that does to the audience? Yeah, builds them up to an awful letdown. Yes. Because, of course, the news is not funny, is it? That doesn't sound funny. A man dies in a lawn mowing accident. Oh. <laughs> that was the headline. I was like, huh, I got to see how, how could that have happened? You know, High speed and, chase. <laughs> <laughs> and in St. Louis, uh, of all places, you know, we think of St. Louis, uh, you know, but they do have grass over there somewhere. But anyway. Yeah. Um, and the concrete jungle. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the guy was mowing his grass. He must have had... Uh, you know, it's a pretty good size, like, you know, mower. You know, they do have some kind that looks like a little tractor that's got the cab that you sit inside, air conditioned maybe or whatever. But Wow, does the he mower, have that big that needs to have that? Yeah. <laughs> St. Louis. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it was a city worker, actually, you know, and okay. it might have oh, been a city. alongside the highways or thing. something, yeah. Right. Oh. And then he was going up a slight incline, and it flipped over, and he was pinned underneath of it and drowned in a pond. I was like, oh, wow. Huh. I was going to say, well, it must have been in a, an enclosure because if it's flipping over, why wouldn't you have got off of it? You yeah, know, you would have put fallen off. <laughs> you know, it's like, how <laughs> could you be pinned underneath of the mower and drowned? It's like, well, if you were pinned under huh. it, I could see you couldn't get you out. couldn't get out so like from under it. Yeah. Right. And, I mean, even you know my riding lawnmowers aren't—they're heavy, but my God, you could just push it off of you. But you know, but then again, he could have been unconscious. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, a lot of the housing uh, in and about St. Louis, you know, the city itself—they're not very big yards. You could just about do them with a uh, with those old-fashioned push mowers that had to open the spinning blades with no motor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You out there with a pair of scissors and a comb and cut your grass. <laughs> right a lot of people, hills a lot of people over in St. Louis, they just pick it and they smoke it. They smoke their grass. <laughs> yeah, there's that. <laughs> they could be doing that. You drive around anywhere with your windows down over there. You is get, is right, the grass you. ripe yet? Let me go check. <laughs> you start a grass fire in the old park. Whole block comes out for a block party.
first story that I got's about a bull. The police encounter in Nebraska, oh. a modified car. Um, oh, yeah. The guy's driving down the street with a bull in his passenger seat. And it Whoa. wasn't like a little calf. Maybe it started out, he would give his little calf a It was a long horn steer, had its and horn then... hanging up one side, <laughs> horn hanging the other side. <laughs> Mm. It's a Watusi bull. I don't know exactly what that means, but it's Watusi. a Watusi bull. Um, the guy, I guess, took the seat out. Let's see here. Let's go with what they're saying. In Nebraska, on Highway 275 East, <laughs> the police got a call saying there was a bovine <laughs> in the passenger seat of somebody's car. And they're, like I said, <laughs> we're expecting a small a calf or smaller cow but it was full grown (laughs) yeah well he was hitchhiking he was going to ride (laughs) (laughs) but uh ferdinand the bull (laughs) yeah there you go it was a full-size bull they gave the guy a warning and told him to take his bull home Uh, Mr. Lee Meyer was the driver, and his bull's name was Howdy Doody. <laughs> All righty. The people in the area said they're regular, regularly out driving around, but he was actually this day headed into town. I don't know why he was headed into town, but... He regularly drives with the cow. With the cow. The people are used to seeing them together. <laughs> Okie dokie. <laughs> Does, does, he, his... does the bull hang his head out the window with his tongue flapping out? <laughs> like a dog or something. <laughs> I kind of picture him waving like in the parade and all the people go yeah. by. <laughs> he raises a hoof, waves. Does, does he throw of... candy out or is it some like buffalo chip? Say, it out? might be a buffalo chip. <laughs> <laughs> A large mm-hmm. ice chunk falls from the sky, <laughs> damages a house in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. A large ice chunk. It's a meteor. <laughs> and surely, Massachusetts, it fell in, sure. onto a house, damaging the roof. Imagine that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the homeowner says he and his wife suspect that the ice chunk fell off of a plane flying into a local airport. Uh, they uh, estimated the chunk to be 15 to 20 pounds. Uh, they heard the explosion, uh, he says. The loudest pop bang I've ever heard. Then I heard rain rolling down the roof onto a, another roof without the house was struck by lightning. Uh, the FAA says it's investigating. Hmm. Uh, the couple ran upstairs to check on their children, and they were still sound asleep despite the noise. Uh, they ran outside to see what happened, and they saw the chunk of ice up on the roof and a bunch of debris scattered in the backyard. <laughs> they didn't find any peanuts or pretzels in it. No. <laughs> uh, the foot couldn't find damage at first. They called the police. Then they spotted the hole, ran up in the attic. Uh, sure enough, um, 
they did have a hole. Uh, the impact on the outside <laughs> was about 18 to 2 feet, but the inside was a lot bigger. <laughs> about a woman in Texas who caught on film some sort of creature, some mystery creature. She don't know what it is. She was taking footage out in her yard as she saw something come out of the bushes and it was snacking on some wild berries. And they, they don't know if it was a Bigfoot. <laughs> they're sure it's probably a bear but it, she thinks it's a Bigfoot but her neighbors seem to think it's a kind of cross between a coyote and a dog and so they uh, a dog <laughs> the local legend is there's a, a mountain lion that lives in the area hmm. but the, nobody's ever caught it on camera that you know the, uh, the village. Uh, it, it, it's the pet lion. dog that belongs to Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> Sasquatch has a pet dog, and that's what, mm -hmm. that's what it is. It's a coyote dog. <laughs> the the Texas Wildlife Commission is in, looking at the footage and saying it could be a coyote or a dog. They're saying. It's some kind of canine with mange or some other skin issue. <laughs> but yeah. Mm -hmm. they have, and uh, they, uh, they, uh, mystery animal. That's, they don't know what it is. It could it's, be, it's like a prehistoric a, saber tooth tiger. It's a, it's a <laughs> saber tooth coyote. <laughs> it's a mystery. <laughs> My wife hates that sound. <laughs> we should play it more often. My next thought news story is once again about another bull. So this bull was actually in Chicago, around Chicago somewhere, the suburb. Um, Chicago was, Bulls. Yeah. <laughs> <It> was <laughs> Michael Jordan. <laughs> was on the loose for six days, wandering the streets of the suburb. Yeah, they should have sent the guy from Nebraska with his car to pick him up. <laughs> yeah. You'd ride, hop in. It says this, the village of Baton Hills is a suburb of Chicago, and that's where this bull was wandering the streets. He and was a 1,600-pound bull. So he was a full-size bull. also don't know how he could hide. But yeah. he was caught on somebody's <laughs> security camera, and that's how they found out where he was at. Well, look at that. They, There's a bunch of stakes walking around four feet. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I've got space for you in my freezer there, little bull. 
Yeah, the mm. owner of the animal hired uh, he hired Wesley Bush of Two B Wild Catching Service or Wild Bull Catching Service. Who would thought they'd have a wild bull catching service? They must have a big problem with that up there in Chicago. Have. Got another one. Okay. <laughs> well, somehow he caught this bull and got it under control and returned it to its owner. He didn't let it loose in the wild because that's where he was at already. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. I'll let you loose in my freezer. I'll tell you what. <laughs> got space right there. So that that that's the end of that one, huh? Yeah, pretty you, much. You know, you know, I can tell because uh when the chips are down, the bowl is empty. <laughs> bulls. I had yeah. two bulls this week. You know, she did have that opening story about the chicken, so she had the cock and bull story. <laughs> cow. A Portland fugitive is fished out of a pond when he is trapped in mud up to his armpits. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, and um, attempted murder suspect escaped from a Oregon psychiatric facility and had to be rescued by uh, fire uh, people uh, after falling into a mud pond. Um, and I'll just summarize the story. As mentioned, he's a psycho. He escaped from a mental ward. Uh, he's a murderer. Uh, and while he was escaping, which I guess was successful, uh, he decided to cross this pond, and the mud was so deep that he got stuck up to his armpit <laughs> and got trapped. <laughs> trapped by the pond and they had to rescue him and of course mm -hmm. they put him back in jail so that's good that's where he needs to be <laughs> but at first he tried to lie about who he was but they found out pretty quick they recognized him i thought maybe he was still in his prison uniform <laughs> he probably was well it was or, a psychiatric place so i don't know if they oh. have uniforms there it might oh. have been maybe he was attending that concert thing that's been going on like woodstock you know the, the Burning yeah, Man concert? The That's a, yeah, that, that was in Nevada. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wondered what that was. They talked about that on the news. I thought, what in the world kind of thing is the Burning Man? Who's burning a man? <laughs> well, they, they actually do. They have a wooden effigy of a man, and they, it represents, I guess, something different every year. And it's a bunch of hippies who go out there, and they have a big music fast, and they drug fast, and they have this big bonfire, and they burn this thing at the end of the week. And they were out there, and, of course, uh, on their final days, the Burning Man got interrupted by floodwaters, and they're all caught uh -huh. in ankle deep mud. <laughs> yep, yep, that's what they were saying on the news. Uh, that was pretty ironic. I do. <laughs> and I'm like, this sounds just like Woodstock all over again. It, yeah, it, it is sort of like a Woodstock type of a festival. A bunch of hippies go out and they enjoy themselves. Now, of course, there's yeah. another story that goes with that. I don't know if you heard about is there was um, some other hippie environmental protesters and they decided to block the road so traffic couldn't get through. 
uh, and the cops had to go and basically arrest him. Uh, I'll uh, heard about that. I won't get into any more details, but anyway, hippies uh, protesting hippies. <laughs> <laughs> In Wisconsin, a woman and her son was there in a hotel. It must have been a convention of snakes because they were in the swimming pool and the hot tub. Yeah. And, and the uh, this woman, her, uh, they were shocked to discover multiple snakes all through the building. In the pool, hot tub area. It was a snake convention, and the people were coming and interrupting. Yeah, Michelle Greasy was her name. Pretty slick. <laughs> her and her son were staying at the Radisson Hotel in Germantown, Wisconsin. And they, there was a snake in the hot tub. So they said, ah, snake in the hot tub. Ah. So then they went to the pool, and they went, and there was... Uh, snakes in the pool, snakes in the hallway. One slid under somebody's door. Snakes <laughs> like, in the toilet. Goodness. And, and she knocked on the door and said, "Hey, a snake just crawled in your room." <laughs> <laughs> Was it the? And he said, "Super Eight <laughs> Hotel." <laughs> he said, "She said, hey, a snake just went crawled in your room." He said, "Yeah, I see that." <laughs> <laughs> And he, they say he picked up a plunger and was chasing the snake out of his room. They're like, <laughs> I think that's hard to believe because I've never, I've been in many hotels. I've never had a plunger in my bathroom. <laughs> no, they would be kind of hard to find. And, he was a plunger uh, salesman. <laughs> yeah, that's it. He was a traveling plunger salesman. <laughs> they ran outside and some construction workers said that the hotel had been having some problem with snakes and they're always removing or attempting to remove them and they're not doing a great they're, job of it. They're, they're not from like the southern border, are they? They're like illegal immigrant snakes. <laughs> they're just, they're, they're catching the snakes and releasing them outside and they're just crawling right back Well, in. I think it's time to stop releasing them. Put them somewhere else. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's time to have one of those uh, snake uh, belt uh, manufacturers come in there and make some belts out of those suckers. That or put them on the hot dog roller or something. Cook them up. Make hat bands out of them. I'll get rid of them. Uh, yeah, sometimes think... snakes can infest an underground water source, like an underground spring or something. <laughs> and then you'll you have a hard time getting rid of them. Hmm. They said some of the workers think that a pregnant snake came in and had babies. <laughs> yeah. Huh. And had more and more like bunnies. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bunny snake. It have long ears on it. Cottontail. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, uh, so I was trying to get rid of this snake. Infestation. So, of so was there an apple tree nearby? The snake? <laughs> tree? Yeah, 
<laughs> hey, lady, come over here. Have this fruit. It's tasty. You'll love it. I like you. We have completed our news. Don't write things in after rehearsal, please. It is time for some weird words. Jill's weird words. Because I'm white and nerdy. Just because I'm white and nerdy. All because I'm white and nerdy. Holy cow, I'm white Well, last week I was pretty tough on you guys with my Japanese words. Yeah. But uh, this week we're taking it easy. We're going to do some... Uh, what catches your eye or your ear, you know, when you're hearing uh, slogans what? and things like that. like <laughs> Logos uh, and slogans. Logos huh? like Snap, Crackle, Pop. What would that make you think of? Rice Krispies, of course. Well. And uh, let's see. This first one here that we have says, just do it. What, what uh, company uses that as a slogan or constipation medicine just do it <laughs> no, it's <laughs> Nike I'm pretty sure yeah just do it that's Nike yeah, just yeah. do it or it could be a hippie thing <laughs> <laughs> how about a diamond is forever you know who's uh uses that slogan they see me mowing it's luck, lucky forever. charms the new blue diamonds yeah <laughs> yeah k jewelers yeah well this says the veers every kiss oh the beers yeah. yeah k's oh, one of them says diamonds will shut her up or something i thought was k's but i'm uh, no that, that every kiss begins with k's oh. yeah. every kiss begins with k's anyway. but yeah it was the beers or the beers have you say that word uh, about, oh this one's an easy one like a good neighbor uh, just too white and nerdy think i'm just too white and nerdy can't you see i'm white and nerdy look at me i'm white and nerdy Farmers, oh, that one. Uh, <laughs> the, like like a good neighbor who who sunbathes naked in her yard. Like my final thought <laughs> yeah, the other week. <laughs> like uh, a yeah, good neighbor, come cut my grass. <laughs> yeah, that's another good one. Yeah, state uh, State Farm. State. Yeah, that's farmers. an easy one. Yeah. Where's the beef? That's another one. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's from the Burger Wars back in the eighties. Uh, oh, uh, Burger King. Arby's. That's Arby's. No, it's Burger uh, King, wasn't it? Where's the beef? <gasps> You're both wrong. It's, it's Arby's. Wendy's. Oh, Wendy's. Really? Yeah. I thought oh. Wendy's was the hot and juicy, but anyway, I guess yeah, maybe but... they did change it for a little while. I thought it was Arby's because Arby's doesn't have the beef. They've got the roast beef. Well, wait, Arby's has beef. the beef. Well, it was a little Wendy's old lady that too. said that. Where's the beef? Remember? 
Yeah. Claire Peller says was her name. She died. She was supposed to say, where is the beef? And it was too hard for her to say. So she said, just where's the beef? And it kind of stuck. But they have beef at Wendy's. It's Well, the the point was you go to other McDonald's places like McDonald's and you have such a small patty, it makes you say, where's the beef? Come to Wendy's (laughs) where you have bigger burgers. That's the way the commercial went. Uh, I couldn't remember <laughs> This next one's kind of I don't remember but The logo slogan whatever's got milk Got milk? Well the milk got industry milk? Yeah and it's to sell milk <laughs> so that yeah. just It, it used to be a day without sunshine is a day, like a day without milk or something like that Hmm. You got so many. You got Peavely, you got Prairie Farms. You got well, it was the milk industry, oh, so, you know? right? And right. they would have the the celebrity with the milk mustache up on the billboards and stuff. Yeah, yeah milk. And this yeah. next one's my MySpace page is all totally pimped out. Got people begging for my top eight spaces. Yo, I know pie to a thousand places. Ain't got no grills, but I still wear braces. It says, uh, think small. Think small. And this is an old one. It it, says it's an advertisement for an erectile disorder. <laughs> <laughs> this one came That's, out after uh, World War II, so if you can think back that far. Wow, think small. What kind of product would that have been? Um, I've heard it, and I. I Come on, Terry. Think it, you've what? been to this country where it comes from. Germany. Volkswagen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Terry would guess it. The Volkswagen. Okay, Everybody I guess it was a... wanting to buy big cars for their families, and for some a reason, Wiener Schnitzel. This small, small. Car I, I don't remember America that slogan. Germany. But it, it does make sense. I guess that was what they had before a Farfed Nugent. <laughs> they brought a Volkswagen. It says in 1959 is when it became big over here in America. Uh. Think small and precise. So that was kind of neat. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I forgot about that one. Yeah. Oh, this is another easy one. You got to think of. I order all of my sandwiches with mayonnaise. I'm a whiz, a minesweeper, I can play for days. Once you see my sweet moves, you're going to stay amazed. My fingers moving so fast, I'll set the place ablaze. They're great. <laughs> I can't growl like that, though. It's great. Great. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Actually, he does that voice too. It says that in this little clip here. Yeah. yeah Tony the Tiger. Just, um, Frost. I can't remember the guy's name. Yeah. But yeah, he oh, used to be a yeah. singer on the radio. He used to do like uh, like ads for Burl different... Ravens. Yeah. He used yeah. to be a singer in a group called the Sportsman. Yep, yeah. that's where they had his name here. Otherwise, I would have never known either. <laughs> he never got his name in the credits on How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Really? But he's the guy who did the song. Yep. Yeah, yep. it was uh, oh the the guy who did Frankenstein. Boris Karloff did the voice, but he did the singing part for the Grinch. Hmm. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. 
Yeah. Now here's another one that you guys should know. Killer rap, I haven't run. At Pascal, well, I'm number one. Do vector calculus just for fun. I ain't got a gap, but I got a soldering gun. Have it your way. At McDonald's. That's, that's <laughs> Have it your King. way. Yeah. Have it your hold way. Hold the pickles, hold the lettuce. Special orders don't upset us. Yeah, that one. Have it your way. At Burger King. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you know it. You know how the whole song goes. Yeah. Happy Days is my favorite theme song. Like a church, kick your butt, and a game of ping pong. I'll ace any trivia quiz you bring on. I'm fluent in JavaScript as well as Klingon. I'm loving it. That was the last one. And I think Carrie's on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you think that is, Terry? <laughs> oh, that's McDonald's. Yeah, that was my last one, and I was like, Terry ought to get that one. <laughs> Justin Justin Timberlake got paid $6 million for that. <laughs> da -da 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 -da. Six million bucks. Wow. Because wow. I'm white and nerdy. Just because I'm white and nerdy. All because I'm white and nerdy. Holy cow, I'm white and nerdy. I want to bowl with the gangsters. But oh, well, it's obvious I'm white and nerdy. <laughs> Yeah. Had an easy break for a change. That was so yeah. fun. Don't worry, I'll take care of you, Pops. Don't be silly, you're over eight. So now we've had our easy break. Now it's time for Terry's top ten to get hard on us again here. Here's Terry top ten. Top ten. Whatever his <laughs> list might be. <laughs> Uno, dos, one, two, tres, cuatro. Ten mind-boggling syndromes that's all in your head. Hmm. Um, and June seventeenth. 2023 is when this list came out. Um, number 10. Chinese restaurant syndrome. <laughs> you need Chinese food. You're, you're familiar with that one, huh? <laughs> Mind-boggling syndromes. Yeah, and it's all on your mind. Is that's what it's supposed to be? That's they have. Some people have different effects after eating Chinese food. And mine is late. Sleepy. I'm take a nap. <laughs> yeah. Anywhere from you might feel sleepy to ooh, I'm hungry again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry again. Oh. Um, Fill up the buffet all are, over. <laughs> those are effects of the MSG speaking to you. The MSG. There is no MSG in Chinese food, they say. It, a natural derivative. of uh, MSG food. is a product that's in uh, food tenderizer, and they do use that quite a bit in Chinese food. Uh, number nine. Sally Airy syndrome. 
Sally, Airy, who's she? <laughs> Sounds like one of my weird words. <laughs> it's when somebody that's really talented feels like they're being overshadowed by someone more talented. Oh, and I think that happens a lot with celebrities whenever they get married to another celebrity. Yeah. So someone's already yeah. talented, but they don't feel like they're as good as. I'm not as else. good as you. I'm good, but not that good. I guess. Um, number eight. Um, third man syndrome. What? <laughs> third man. Uh, uh, I think there used to be an old radio or TV show called The Third Man. Um, it says when you're in a situation, you... Oh, like the third syndrome, deal. <laughs> when huh? a person is in the most dire circumstance, and they have a feeling as though there's someone else is there, like a guardian angel. Oh, I was thinking oh. like the third wheel when you go somewhere and you're the third person with the group. All righty. Well, let me tell you what I was going to say about the third man. Is <laughs> I think it was, I can't remember if it was either an old radio show or an old TV show. And the premise was, uh, I think it was the Maltese Falcon. There's a scene in there where somebody uh, ends up being killed. And then uh, outside the, the scope of the movie, they weren't really killed. As you said, there was a, a another person there that, that stepped in and saved the day for him. And so the, the series of The Third Man was all about this guy who has these adventures and he has these close calls. Or, you know, someone helps him get through or some happenstance that makes him survive a perilous situation or something. That that's kind of the premise of the of the series. Okay, well, that makes some sense. The third yeah. man syndrome. <laughs> Number seven. Puppy pregnancy syndrome. <laughs> I, I I'm not pregnant with any puppies. I just look like it. Uh, <laughs> puppy pregnancy. <laughs> I'm, I'm not having yeah. puppies. There's really a baby in that. I, I mean, it, yeah. In a region of India, um, six men and one woman have claimed to be bitten by a dog which caused them to become pregnant, and they believe... <gasps> that's how it happens? Yeah, that's how it happens. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> it was a wire puppy. <laughs> now I have this overwhelming urge to, to transform into when the moon is full and, and go out and hump somebody's leg and chew on a newspaper. <laughs> and, and, and poop in their spare bedroom. <laughs> They're all from Calcutta, India, and they they think that the dog's saliva can get them pregnant. <laughs> if the dog if the dog was in the state of arousal, 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> That's how it happened. <laughs> That's too funny. <laughs> and they have a litter of five puppies when they when they finally happen. <laughs> Let's see. Number five. Oh, number six. Anton syndrome. Anton. Um, that's when patients can't accept the fact that they are blind. Oh. Uh, yeah, they, I, I can still see. Don't give me that white cane. I'm good. <laughs> oh, where'd the door come from? <laughs> they, They make up excuses. I'm not blind. It's just too dark in here. Turn the lights on. <laughs> Move me to a different room. Yeah. They excuse to acknowledge their blindness. Yep. I, I, I knew about that, but I didn't know it had a name. Okay. Number five. <laughs> Stendhal syndrome, S-T-E-N-D-H-A-L syndrome. Yeah, another that one that is... makes no sense. Yeah. It's named after a guy named Stendhal. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> That's when you become overwhelmed when looking at art. Oh. Look at that beautiful picture on the wall. Look at it. It's so beautiful. <laughs> oh, I'm getting so dizzy and hallucinating. <laughs> and heart palpitations. It's yeah. also been dubbed an art attack. I'm having an art attack. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they dubbed it, an art attack. Art attack. <laughs> <laughs> Number four. <laughs> Gorman syndrome. Another guy named Gorman, and he had a syndrome. I don't know. <laughs> Isn't um, Gorman the, the manufacturer of GPS? So it has to do with. <laughs> being lost. They can't find a GPS. <laughs> it's got a traumatic brain injury. Um, it's a syndrome where people have um, an obsession with fine dining. Well, top 10 list. Gourmet, gourmet style dining. Oh, you're a foodie. <laughs> you're, you're you're a food snob, and all thing you like is fancy French cuisine or something, huh? When all they want to do is read about, I must it have a Le Big Mac. <laughs> they read about it, talk about it, write about it, dream yeah, about it's, it. It's like a food critic. Number
cap grass syndrome. Cap, like C A P cap grass. You're afraid of having grass on your clothes. <laughs> You're afraid of having a hat made out of grass. <laughs> like straw hats. You're afraid of straw hats. <laughs> <laughs> We're close, right? That that means it's someone who believes that someone syndrome or belief that some something or someone close to you has been replaced with a duplicate identical copy. Ah, you're not Tara, you're his evil twin. You're a clone. You're a clone from the 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 body snatchers. Yeah. That's what I was thinking that. Body <laughs> snatchers. Number two. Declan Bolt syndrome. Uh, it syndrome in women who feel that they're being pursued by someone or stalked by someone. That someone's in love with them. In love with them. And won't leave them alone. <laughs> someone's in bed with them. In love with them. Oh, in love with them. Okay. So you you, you have this overwhelming urge that there's somebody out there. But, right. But then there isn't really. They just have a feeling. Really. You're, you're being stalked by... Everywhere you go, there's this guy, like like Charlie Brown and the little redhead girl. <laughs> Where's she at? I look and she's not there. <laughs> Number one. Bully, bully. Daughter from California syndrome. <laughs> Oh, okay. That's where my daughter went to. Wow. (laughs) I don't have any, so yeah, sure. I had a daughter in California at one time. Yeah. She came back. (laughs) (laughs) My daughter from California. She came back. It's a syndrome in the nursing industry where when a person is reaching the end of their life and they're in hospice care. They've dubbed the term when somebody comes in and thinks that they know how to take care of the patient better than the nurses. Hmm. Oh, so they, like they, one of the relatives were, of the hospice person is like, I know how to take care of my mom better than you do. You just, you know, you all leave and we'll take care of mom or something. Right. They... They dubbed the term daughter from California syndrome. They don't really know anybody. They just think they do. Yeah. Oh. The person comes in. Oh, we can do better than that. I know better because I'm from California. <laughs> Everyone in California knows better than you people are in Illinois. <sighs> they do it different like this. And it's better. <laughs> yeah. Ten mind-blowing syndromes. Ooh, blew my mind. (laughs) I can do it better than you. (laughs) 
I'm the daughter from California. You know, I thought it was like, you know, wait for the person uh, they're going to die. You're there in New York. Wait for the daughter from California to come. That's what I was thinking. So instead of the little old lady from Pasadena, it's a little little young daughter from California. (laughs) (laughs) Don't ask them come. That's what I'm going to do. Don't try to show off, Phil. You had your chance. Since we're at that uh, point where we're done with that, it's time to start our next segment, which is our anchor topic. And for our anchor topic, it is the much anticipated and much dreaded uh, low vision skills, Hmm. which all I have on my notes effectively, it talks about magnifying, lighting, making the best of your remaining vision. We often use it for a catch-all talk about whatever you want. And I know we talked about it before your OrCam. And I don't want to talk about a lot about it, but I've been thinking about breaking down and asking the vest if uh, she could hook me up with one. And my main thing I'm interested in, for example, is let's say you have a print magazine or a print book. And I just want to sit down and flip through the pages and read my magazine. Why don't you describe what that process would be like, Terry? Yeah, some people still like to hold the books in their hands. Those people right. with Anton syndrome that don't want to believe that they can't see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, with the magazine, you can hold it in your hands like a normal person. That's that's the whole thing with the OrCam. So and that you and, can and do the, that. the point here is, is for example, because sometimes you can buy a book from Amazon, let's say. But there's not a, a Kindle version. You have to actually pay a lot of money and you buy this print book. It's like, great, I got this book. I really wanted to read it, but it's not a Kindle and I can't read it. And now I can sit down with a flatbed scanner and scan the page. Maybe it scans it well. Maybe it'll read it well. Another page, another page. 500 pages later, and maybe you've misturned the page and they skipped a few. Uh, it could be a pain in the butt. And so I just want you to describe how reading it with the OrCam might be. A oh, the, yeah. I mean, the OrCam's on your glasses. And so you can, you know, I mean, if you wanted to put it flat on the table, then you'd have to be looking down at it, you know. But with the OrCam, you can hold it, put your elbows on the table or something, hold it in front of you. And, but on the camera, when it's turned on and, and like re- ready mode, whatever, you just reach up by your, your your right earpiece of your glasses and just you're holding it up trying to hold up in one hand you know which you could do with your thumb and at the bottom of the magazine let's say and and just you just tap one time on the camera that's one way to do it but um you can you could also take your index finger and like touch it to the tip of your nose and then pull your hand away like and twist your arm and the camera locks in on your fingernail and whenever you're pointing at the magazine page it'll just snap a picture automatically but they also have you know got it to where sometimes you can just hold the magazine and just give your head a little nod and it'll snap the picture and then it just it'll snap the picture and say please wait and then it will start reading it but then again maybe you didn't get it all and they'll say Oh, didn't get all the text on the page. Do it again. <laughs> you know, it's like so, and you got to do it all right. over again. 
I find for best results with a magazine. But, but it'll paper. tell you right away. So it's like, like, like I right. said, if you do a, a, like you slap it onto a flatbed OCR and maybe it doesn't read the page correctly, it doesn't always tell you. And then you read it later. It's like, it's missing a lot of this stuff. What happened to it? Or there's like a lot of right. garble here. And, but Actually, the only thing, the only having bad the thing... or camera will help you catch that as you go. Uh, yeah. And you can read it on the on the fly. You have to read it as right then and there. Yeah, it's not like you know other things where when you have the orcam and you take a picture and it reads it, and you go on to the next page and take that and read it, it doesn't retain the first picture in the camera. You know, right. w once it start, clicks it and reads it, that you got to listen to it and say, if there's more text, you got to do it again. Now you got to listen to the first part again, and hopefully you get it all. But Sort of. I mean, there are other ways around that as well, but um, now, now let's you say you, you've got a your book, and you, as you do, you have it open, and you have you know the page on the left, the page on the right, and the spine of the book is down the middle. Mm -hmm. it, will it scan like the entire page one and page two going across, or does it do just page on the left and have to scan it again, page on the right? It'll read the. It'll separate the pages. But it'll actually, it. it'll actually gather both pages, and then if, while right. it's processing, it'll say this goes on the left, this is on the right. Yeah. Yep. And there's ways where you know they can even it's more technical and more to it to where if you were if it was a menu and you were looking for a specific thing like hamburgers, you could you can ask your device to look for hamburgers. And then it would just, you take a picture of the menu, whatever it sees on the menu, it would just be looking for hamburgers and it would read you all about the hamburgers. You know, right. so it, it not only will it separate one page from the other if in the text, but if you had a menu like that, it'd be, it could be, it would be doing the same thing, searching that text for the word hamburger. You go, oh, here's hamburger. And they read it and then you right. can say the next, whatever. Well, but, hypothetically, then let's say, you, let's say you've got a computer magazine. And you, you look at the table of contents. Oh, on page uh, 29 is an article about uh, Dell laptops. Now, uh, for one thing, how, would, how is there a, a quick way to find page 29? And then once you're there, then you can say, find the article about Dell laptops or something. Uh, probably. <laughs> I've never tried that. But, but you know, to me, finding kind of page 29 would be the neat trick. Because like, right. page for page. Right, yeah. If you knew where the page numbers was, you could more or less look down at the bottom and snap a picture. Nope, that's not it. Nope. Skip ahead or or just sit there and count them. One, two, three, four. Right. You know? <laughs> but for the most part, it, it, it does a really good job. You can hold a newspaper up there, but that is the tricky part. How are you going to hold the paper? You got to hold the paper with one hand and, and touch, tap the camera to make it take a picture. It's like, you know, It'd be great if you could just say, "Take the picture," you know, whatever. And use voice right. And if it had the head, the head nod gesture, that would be a cool thing too. Yeah. Now, now here's the thing: yeah. like for something big, like a newspaper. Let's say you're you're reading the paper. Oh, look, here's a, an article about the local, you know, girls' basketball team. But then suddenly the article cuts off. So let's say yeah. you just raise the paper up or you lower the, your head down, and snap the picture. Then you could you say find the headline of girl basketball team and read from there. I, I'm going to guess. I don't, I don't know. I, I have no idea. 
And yeah, because newspapers they have different headlines, and there's more than one right. on each page. More so. head, and the seeing AI and actually save the picture image for later, look reading it later and things, you know, and stuff like that. But you could actually like with the your phone, like you said, scan in a whole book and be able to go back and read the whole thing. Whereas the work camera, you're just going to be able to read one page at a time. Well, but how how easy is it to do that with seeing AI, for example, compared yeah. to OrCam? Because yeah. you're going to have to hold one hand with the phone and one hand with the book. And you have to, what's that? Well, to you, Am I you, aiming you it put correctly? the book on the table. You put the book on the table and just lift it up. You can lift your camera up until your elbows are on the table. And normally it'll say, hold steady, click, and take a picture. Yeah. And it'll right. tell you too a uh, bottom left corner. Not bottom visible. edge, not yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Whereas the work cam, I, that'd be I, great. I find that could... that tedious using seeing yeah. because that's that's how I do it now. And yeah. I I have a trouble where, okay, I've got to turn the page. Maybe the page stuck together. I don't know. But I'm holding the phone in one hand. I'm trying to turn a page, and maybe they stick together. Maybe they don't. Uh, then you have to get the position right again, um, yeah. and maybe you gonna... can, maybe you can't. And so I thought, if you had this thing attached to your eyeglasses, you wouldn't have to worry so much about all the tedious arm positions and holding things in place. You can just hold your book naturally while you, you know, use the work hand. Then, you know, okay. I'm considering the the or cam, but. Um, yeah. I just am not real sure if I want to go that far to get one. And of it's course, the people who tool. are not in the VA system try to get one. They cost a bunch of money. Yeah. Um, so yeah. you want to make sure you're they, going to be able to afford it before you lay out the bucks to buy it. Uh, right. But that was the point I was trying to make is yeah. for those who are not in the VA system, you know, this is why we talk about stuff like this to help people understand. It's a really interesting tool. Um, and it can do a lot of things. It has drawbacks, but is it worth right. spending two or three, four or five thousand dollars worth of cost? I don't know. Yeah. Don't run home to mama. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we bring you America's latest fashion plate, that Bob Brummel of Beverly Hills. Don't expect miracles. Anyway, it is time to move on. We did spend a lot of extra time talking about the war yeah. Um And uh, if that helps folks understand us, Great. And if you know someone who is blind or, or you are blind yourself, you hopefully now know what to tell people. Uh, but it's time for email. Do we have an e email? And I have an email. What's in the mail for today? Oh, just the usual bunch of crackpot letters. What's it say? What? Well, isn't that nice? Uh, it Ooh. starts out, Keith, Terry, and Jill. Me and my wife are getting ready for bed. The wife stood in front of the full-length mirror, taking a hard look at herself. You know, she says, I look in the mirror, and all I see is an old woman. My face is all wrinkled. My boobs are barely above my waist. My butt is hanging out of my mouth. I got fat legs, and my arms are all flabby. She turns to me and says, tell me something positive to make me feel better about myself. I thought about it for a bit and said, well, there's nothing wrong with your eyesight. <laughs> no, there you go. I was doing. She got so mad about my compliment. <laughs> you just can't please a woman. Okay, there's a that's a good laugh. <laughs> yeah. 
positively in the doghouse from Blue Ball, Delaware. <laughs> so there was our email. Do I get a prize for the right answer? Don't give you back a red. So it'll be time in. for his final thought. His final thoughts. Here's our final thoughts. What did the right eye say to the left eye? Between you and me, something smells. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did one DNA say to the other DNA? <laughs> Do these jeans make me look fat? <laughs> <laughs> well, I went to make a doctor's appointment. And I told the receptionist, hi, I need to see a doctor. She says, which doctor? I told her, no, this is normal one. <laughs> hmm. Why do Mexican musicians make good fishermen? Because they know how to cast them there. <laughs> yeah, castanet. I think it's more of a Spanish dancer, but I think they do it there too. <laughs> My IQ test came back. It was negative. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not surprised. New car dealers are really pushing safety features these days. They just don't want people getting killed in cars to have that much pain for you. <laughs> what is what is the moon's beauty routine? Um, it waxes once a month. Waxes. <laughs> oh, yeah. The waxing moon. <laughs> What's the difference between an outlaw and an in-law? Outlaws are wanted. <laughs> <laughs> outlaws are what? They're wanted. Out they're wanted. They're wanted. I wanted to marry my English teacher when she got out of jail, but apparently you can't end a sentence with a proposition. <laughs> <laughs> Grammar laws. <Yeah. laughs> Why did the bear buy a pair of sneakers to catch up with the salmon run? <laughs> <laughs> wow. What's a dog's favorite homework assignment? A lab report. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> with his lab partner. Yeah. Um, I once dated a one-legged girl who worked at a brewery. She was in charge of the hops. <laughs> one-legged. It's <laughs> pretty hop. Yeah. I like jokes about the eyes. The cornea, the better. <laughs> the cornea. <laughs> ah, cornea. <laughs> Eyeball joke. <laughs> you can't believe everything you hear, but you can repeat it. 
Yeah, misinformation online. Yeah. <laughs> well, my wife told me I was pretty. Actually, the full sentence was, you're pretty annoying, but I'm focusing <laughs> on only the positives. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear about the table that thought it was a rocking chair? It had a few screws in it. I spent a lot of time and money trying to childproof my house, but they got in anyway. <laughs> they came back. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I was just pondering. Uh, is it archaeology, the science where they go down in history? Archaeology, <laughs> history. Mm-hmm. Did you hear about the man who fell in love with the internet? It became his wifey. 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 <laughs> What steps do you take when you're being chased by a lion? Big ones. Very big ones. (laughs) Life is a funny thing. I'm a kid at heart and a senior citizen at knees and back. (laughs) (laughs) What do you call a number that won't stay in play? A Roman numeral. <laughs> yeah. Roaming new world. <laughs> Buffet is a French word that means get up and get it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid, my dad got fired from his job as a road worker for theft. I refused to believe he could be he could do such a thing. But when I got home, all the signs were there. <laughs> I made the mistake of investing in toilet paper and turnstiles. And I was wiped out before I could turn around. <laughs> all righty. The trouble with getting to work on time is it makes the day seem so long. (laughs) (laughs) The nose cannot say to the foot, I have no need of you, for they both smell. (laughs) Well, don't sweat the petty things and don't Pet the sweaty thing. Uh-uh. <laughs> that was a George Carlin thing. Yeah. Well. What's Irish and stays out all night? Petty oh furniture. <laughs> oh. My boss asked me why I only get sick on work days. I told him. It must be my weekend immune system. (laughs) Two fish 
are sitting in the tank. One fish turns to the other and says, do you know how to drive this thing? <laughs> a tank. <laughs> Can I fire the gun, the too? Can I fire the gun? <laughs> Why didn't Han Solo enjoy his steak dinner? It was chewy. <laughs> A Mexican magician told his audience that he could make himself disappear on the count of three. He began counting. Uno, dos, poof. He disappeared without a trace. Yeah. I did that one before. That's funny, though. Uh, I thought it sounded familiar. <laughs> um, why aren't windows good liars? Because you can see right through them. Ah. <laughs> I used to believe all things must pass until I got stuck behind the school bus. <laughs> oh, <laughs> kind of hard to pass one of them. A friend of mine walked into a library and asked, do you have great expectations? The librarian leaned across the counter and said, I hope to be the manager before the end of the year. <laughs> that's a pretty good expectation. Yeah, that's a good expectation. <laughs> I don't get along with car keys. They're always starting something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just got me a pet termite. I think I'll name him Clint Eatswood. <laughs> wow. Well, I have a secret here about Jill. I heard that she asked her husband, could you please go shopping for me and buy a carton of milk? And if they have avocados, get six. A little <laughs> while later, he came home with six cartons of milk. And so Jill asked him, why did you buy six cartons of milk? And he replies, but they had avocados. <laughs> so misunderstood. Oh, well, he didn't buy the avocados, but they had had them, so they got six milks. <laughs> you got to specify things to some people. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> anyway, that's all we got, I guess, for today. Emily Post would never forgive you for that. Alright, so this is the part of the show where we like to close it all out. This is your host, Keith, saying thanks for listening. Tell a friend about us. That's how we grow our listenership the most. We've been kind of low lately. Uh, so help us get it uh, back up a little higher. And while you're out there, you can leave us a rating and review on your favorite uh, podcast directory. We'll stop by the webpage. Uh, send us a comment, an email, ask us a question, and uh, let us know your funny family story or a question about blindness. And with all of that, we're all done, so we'll see you next week. And Terry and Jill will say stuff like this. I got some uh, more popcorn. Yeah, I got, got some, some walnuts. <laughs> walnuts, walnuts. Uh, yeah. Goodbye, everybody. That sounds funny. 
TSF at that sounds funny.com. That sounds funny.